Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, sports buddies. It's the sport of Yodis B. I got John with me. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. And Stuart. If I can uh, provide a behind-the-curtain look at the uh, sportive green room, uh, we were discussing um, right before we started recording how we're going to um, the the topics we're going to address. And John Marthaler um, said we have to talk about the Wolves first. And this is a very, uh, it's troubling because nothing good can come from talking about the Timberwolves first in any context, be it a sports podcast, um, an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, um, a funeral. I mean, any, there's nothing good that can come from this. So I look forward to the adventure of talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves right away. Take it away, Brandon and John. I think oh. the important thing, the, the thing that was the most important to me here is supporting my friends and being there for my friends when they need me. So how are you holding up, Brandon? You're one of the biggest Wolves fans on, let's say, planet Earth. <laughs> there's there's nine of us, so, yeah. uh, you know, it's I'm, all, I'm I have to by default be in the top ten. I hate the Wolves. You know this. I like yes. to watch basketball, so by default I cheer for the Wolves because they're the most convenient. But I, as a lifelong sports bachelor, I will drop any team like a bad habit. So I uh, – well, actually, let me post this question back to you, John, because I know the Timberwolves are one of my uh, rant probation topics. If For those who don't listen very often, there's a few topics that if you let one of us loose, we'll just talk for hours on end. <laughs> So we're not able to just start talking about them. We're only allowed to answer questions um, or ask questions about them. So when you're, this, when you're only this, asking questions. Yeah, yeah. We are allowed to only ask questions. That's one of our favorite things. This and pants are my two subjects. So, um, <laughs> so we won't get into pants tonight, hopefully. But, John, let me ask you this. There are 81 Wolves games left this season. If you had to predict, no. how many of those 81 do you expect that you'll watch? <laughs> I suppose I'll probably watch somewhere between 10 and 15, but I thought the question you were going to ask is, how many of those games do you think will be played before the NBA steps in and contracts them? <laughs> yeah. It would be one of the most easily explainable contractions of all time, a mid-season contraction. It'd be like if the Rays got contracted right. in baseball. It, you'd go, everybody, even their fa- their best, uh, most loyal fans would go, yeah, we saw this coming. We deserve this. Like That's the, the 
the best thing that could happen for the Timberwolves right now is if they just announced, without saying anything about the current Timberwolves, if they just came out and Adam Silver stood up and announced at his next regularly scheduled media appearance that uh, we we have some big news to announce. Uh, we're going to get an expansion team for Minnesota in 2019-2020. So next season, a new team will start playing in Minnesota. And the rejoicing in the streets of Minneapolis would be... <laughs> Turning over cars. <laughs> just salt the earth. Just salt just, the earth and start over. I just... Like, you know how most teams, when... Like, the Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore, but mm-hmm. then there became a new version in the Cleveland Browns that had all of the Browns' history that went with it. And this has happened in a number of different ways. It's happening right now with the Columbus crew in MLS, like... There's going to be an expansion team next year, maybe, but it's going to be called the Columbus Crew, and it's going to be the same team but different somehow. I don't understand it. The Timberwolves have to be the only team that, if they if you gave them an expansion team, they'd be like, all right, the only deal is we can't have the same history as the other team. We don't we want don't to remember want anything please. about this. <laughs> yeah. We want totally clean state. We're going we're gonna to play in St. Paul. Just to, we got to wipe the slate clean. Maybe Duluth. Anything, anything yeah, but the just target anything center. to get out from under this terrible curse of First Avenue in Minneapolis, where nothing can ever possibly go right for this franchise. There are so few lucky bastards in the planet that get to own an NBA team. I just feel like our terrible luck to have one of the worst owners. I know he means well, absolute. The, on the Olay scale, uh, he is 100% overmatched, right? Right. Absolutely. He's, he's not in any way lazy. He's not in any way evil. He's nope. kept the Timberwolves going through a thousand years of struggle. He just, no matter what happens, you can count on everything to just go wrong. Everything. And the times that we thought he made good moves, hiring Adelman didn't yep. work out. Uh, obviously, hiring... Um, Tibbs, which we all felt like at the time was a good move. We all lived through the David Kahn era, so a guy who had actually coached a team before was pretty incredible. A pretty incredible get for the Wolves, right? And that's been a net an absolute disaster too. Let me ask you this thing: um, Is there anything more? Okay, so maybe all of these, what is this, thirty years of of straight incompetence, has all been worth it for maybe one of the most beautiful, most poetic things I've ever seen is. Tom Thibodeau's entire career being torched by the thing he loves the most, Jimmy <laughs> Butler. I mean, I can just, mwah, the Italian chef kissing my that, fingers for years on end for how fucking perfect and beautiful. I don't even know if there's anything that's worked out this perfectly ever again. The thing that he loves more than anything is Jimmy Butler. Yeah. He traded for him. Jimmy Butler asked for a goddamn trade like early in the summer. And he did nothing, nothing at all, because he loves Jimmy Butler so much. And then what does Jimmy Butler, his best friend, the best thing that's ever happened to him do? He just goes and completely torpedoes any chance of Tibbs having another job after this one ever again. He goes public with, I asked for a trade a long time ago. Tibbs said this. He's lying. Tibbs needs to calm down. I don't want to be here. He shows up late to practice, kicks everybody's ass, screams at the coaches, leaves practice early, and then airs more dirty laundry on ESPN all the while Tibbs is just watching this all happen. He just can't. I just, it's it's perfect. It's beautiful. 
There may yeah. be more lows. There may be lower lows than we're at right now. But there will. I don't know if there will ever be anything this this perfect ever again. And actually, is, John, I prepared an analogy for you. <laughs> All right, go Would ahead. You like to hear my analogy? Yeah, I was going to do a terrible analogy, but yours has got to be better. Okay. Uh, well, our, our our good friend um, and special guest host, Chicken Finger sixty nine, can't be here tonight. But this is like if our dear friend Chicken went to his favorite restaurant. Red Savoy in St. Paul. He loves nothing more than Red Savoy. Right. But only walks, the one in St. Paul. The Only the one in St. Paul. He walks into Red Savoy. The, the, the cooks purposely give him food poisoning, so he immediately shits his pants in the restaurant. Not only that, they do a Facebook Live while he's shitting his pants in the restaurant and completely dox him in the process. <laughs> That's the yeah. analogy here. He's like shouting out his name and his social security number while having this terrible incident happen to him. Yeah. So let's... John, here's another analogy for you. This is like if you, if your brother, your dear brother Dave, invited you out to drinks because he doesn't have anybody to talk about unappreciated sports and he wants to talk to you about it and you've got a free night. This is the best thing in the world that's ever happened to you. But at this right. sports bar, for some reason, all they show on every single TV is highlights of that Gopher Michigan collapse of the Glenn Mason years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. For four hours. <laughs> and then the bar gets hit by a tornado. The only other analogy I've been able to put together, it's like if Stu hosted a beer festival in his hometown, and he's the host of it, and he's pouring beer. And the only people that showed up that he had to pour a beer for was Michelle and Marcus Bachman. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> uh, I just don't think we're talking about enough how glorious and beautiful that whole entire saga is. I love right. it. I love it so much. It's not been worth it, obviously, but... Yeah, in, in no way is it worth it, but it's some straight up Euripides nonsense. That's for sure. <laughs> it's just, oh God, it's incredible. It's his worst nightmare. And the fact that this guy who's like the last guy left in the NBA, who's in charge of both coaching a team and putting that team together has run into the very situation in which you desperately need that job to be done by two different people, those yeah. two jobs. <laughs> yep. And the it's it's like it's like the the business case for why if you were gonna teach this in a business school and you wanted to give the perfect example of why you need a general manager and a coach and those two people can't be the same person, it's Jimmy Butler asking for a trade in June and Tom Thibodeau burying his head in the sand for four months because he didn't want it to be true. Yep. How do you play good cop, bad cop when you're the same person? It just right. doesn't work. And I don't know who Scott Layden is. Technically, he's the GM of the Timberwolves, but he must just get screamed at all day, every day. As far as I know, that's his only role. We may seen no not other actually, tangible impact. He may not actually be a real person. It's just, okay, I'll have to keep asking questions because I don't want to start ranting. Stu, how much games are you going to watch this year? Um, I guess it depends if I'm in jail, um, and that's okay. what's on in the uh, yard. Um, <laughs> sure. I have so little interest. I, I really enjoy the NBA. It's the best league. But, man, I just have so little interest in this squad Right now, maybe things will change and it'll they'll be fun to watch. But 
I had, you know, I had ample opportunity to watch the uh, opener last night, and I I did not. I think I have ample opportunity. Is the uh, home opener tomorrow night? Yes, Friday. Yeah. Um, I will be home just in time for it, and I think I'm going to watch a scary movie with my family or something. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Zero interest in this team in 2018. Tons of interest in the NBA at large. Again, it's the best league, period. There's not even a close second. But this team does... I'm just... It, they, they have brutalized my soul. They have ruined um, <laughs> professional basketball. I want them to lose the franchise. I do, do not want Minnesota to have an NBA franchise anymore. I want them to go to Seattle, and I want them to punish Seattle for having Jeff Bezos in it. That's, I think, <laughs> what uh, I want to have happen to the Timberwolves. I want them to get the Supersonics back and to crush mm-hmm. uh, Seattle um, the same way they have crushed us. Stu, can I ask a follow-up question? God, I think that was that was the most Marthaler-esque rant I've ever done, I think, on this yeah, program. Yeah, and I, I'd like extended. to keep it going. Director's I, cut. I have a yeah. question, and show your work here. Why is the NBA the best league? Because it's fun. I mean, it's... it's I'm, it, I'm going to need you to show your work here. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of a good example. Okay, well, I'll... I'll tell you, I'll start by what it's not. Um, the NFL steps on its own dick and is just horrifying some with the what it does to its players, and it makes me guilty watching it. Um, baseball is either, you're either a poindexter or you're a 75-year-old guy shaking his cane at the sky. Hockey, it's just, please like our sport, please like our sport, um, and then the the weird racism of the fans who think basketball players don't work hard. Um, and then there's the NBA and it's just fun and enjoyable. And I like it except for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Is that good enough? <laughs> no, those were all terrible arguments, but I'm going to let you have this one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I noticed Brandon didn't yeah. uh, disagree with uh, me there. So, Oh no, that was perfect. I mean, Thank you me. just scratched the surface of why the NBA is the best league, but those were all very good valid points. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And the thing is, you guys aren't really, you guys love sports and your couch and watching TV. And if you're not interested in the squad right now, it's not going to get any better because if they trade, because they have Butler right now. So not only are they as good as they'll be, they also have a potential that Butler will haul off and uh, just strangle Wiggins to death, which would be awesome to watch. Just, again, it's the away, best that league because gone. that might actually happen. It's the best league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like so, when, when a TV show is struggling for ratings and they start throwing up promos like, and this week one character dies, and then they flash to all the major characters, and you're like, wow, I wonder which character is going to die. That's the Timberwolves sitcom. right now. The sitcom has a kid, and then the next year, the kid's nine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, they're desperate. Yeah. Except and that the like, showrunner doesn't want anybody to watch. Right. <laughs> it's just, the only reason to watch the Timberwolves is to see if anything happens. Not see if they win or lose, but see if Jimmy Butler just loses his mind and starts wailing on Thibodeau. Yeah. You could, if you were a fan of good basketball, be a, like I am, 
also want to tune in to watch Tyus Jones, who's awesome. But guess what? He plays 30 seconds a night. Right. Because you can't find any minutes for him because Derrick Rose is playing. And just brick after brick. So there's another reason. It's been absolutely amazing, this Tom Thibodeau tenure. At every every step of the way, what I've wanted him to do, he's done the exact opposite. And sometimes I didn't even know that there was an even more opposite thing to do. Mm-hmm. But he's managed to find it. It's like... Oh, my God. I don't want him to sign a veteran. I want, I want him to keep Rubio. And then he signed Jeff Teague and traded Rubio. And I thought that was the worst it could get. But then he also got Derek Rose. Like, yeah. wow, I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> this got worse somehow. We like to laugh that we get pre-furious about things and we go off the deep end. And we have still given him, we gave him too much credit, even though we've wanted him to be, what, deported for two years. We're still giving him too much credit. Right. Continues to find a new bottom. It's incredible. <laughs> it might be it might be a performance art piece. I'm not it gonna lie, be. that seems like the most plausible thing at this point. I mean, what are the odds he has another job after this? I mean he's done, right? None. I mean <laughs> this is the end. It's like everybody who ever coached gopher football. This is the last job they're ever gonna have. <laughs> yeah. I mean his next job is basically what was the the Brad Childress route? Now right, he's a exactly. special assistant advisor to the head coach that's his next and last job some bullshit paycheck because it's over and jimmy butler well he did it to himself but jimmy butler exposed it more than anything right and that's it for him okay do you want to do a quick uh a quick preview bros and turds for the wolves just for fun we're never going to look this up later but (laughs) right okay i'm gonna go with 36 wins Okay. And I just explained my bros and turds, but my bro is Tyus, and my turd is Derek Rose for stealing minutes from my dear sweet boy, Tyus. Right. Uh, Stu, do you want to go next? Um, sure. Um, I think they will go 40 and 42. Um, my bro is Ennui. And my turd is, uh, fuck, Shane Heal. Sure. (laughs) Shane Heal is the constant and ever-reigning winner of the Name a Random Timberwolf contest. Yes. Deservedly. All right. I am going to use Price is Right rules and go with the Timberwolves winning one game this year. (laughs) <laughs> Damn. Um, it's not bad. So, $1. My bro... Oh, boy. My bro is going to be Michael Rand, who now has to edit the Timberwolves coverage. And, mm. boy, that is... The one thing you can't say is that they're not going to run out of things to say about the Timberwolves this year. He he Can't basically imagine. got he he like got that weird you know he remember what he wished for the Vikings to get Johnny Manziel just for the right just for the headlines. He got right. his he he got his wish from like that weird person in the alley he asked it of. And right. it's, it's that was Rocket, now. by the way. He, he, yeah. That was yeah. Just that, why does he have so much arm hair? That's more than Clarence has, or chicken. Sorry, um, but yeah, that's he's basically gotten 
I mean, the minute he took the editorial ship there, everything has just gone sideways. It's everything he's ever wanted in a beat. So I, I don't think, I mean, I think he's probably happy about it, if I had to guess. Right. He's already gotten in, he's already gotten in a major argument with Rubes on Twitter, yep. which was a throwback, and that was nice. Yeah, it Classic. was very fun. Yep. You walked so, right into it. You'd think he would know better. You don't. He's going to yeah. be my he, he's going to be my bro and my turd is going to be Scott Layden because I think he might be a men's suit filled with hay. <laughs> I think I the don't think that's wrong. Scarecrow. I don't think that's wrong. Can't deny it. With hay. Okay, I'm writing that down. No reason why I'm writing that down. I just am. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, that's good. Should we move on? That's too much. That's too much. Time. Yeah, God, twenty. We did twenty minutes on the Timberwolves. They deserve no one nothing. else in town. We did twenty minutes. They deserve nothing. God damn it! Minutes, I mean, no commercial breaks. No one else in this city works this uh, goddamn hard to give you the content that you want and deserve. Twenty minutes on the fucking Timberwolves. The truth is that you could do twenty minutes on the Timberwolves, or you could do a twenty-four hour constantly updated radio show on the Timberwolves. It's true. It's That's true. true. Like, oh, that is very right. true. Our top story this hour: Andrew Wiggins' brother is posted on Instagram. Yes, Two yeah, they were the, the break to find out what he said. They were the third. Um, I had Sports Center on this morning, and they were the third story. It was after the playoff game and um, whatever the other basketball game that was last night. It was playoffs. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and then Timberwolves, which is crazy. Wow. Yikes. Well, thanks. Thanks, Rand. Mm-hmm. Got your wish. Okay, let's move on. Um, Stuart, I have a question for you. Are you ready? Is it not about the wolves? It is not about the wolves. Sweet. Let's do this. Regarding the Minnesota Vikings, can you tell me what time it is on your personal boner clock? Um, It's 930. It's 930. Yeah. Okay, so getting late. But it's getting late. Not too late. Not too late. Um, it looks like they've maybe righted the ship. Um, I don't know that they have. Uh, obviously, the Philadelphia win was very good. Um, they pretty much uh, toyed with Arizona, and their ex-quarterback is really toying with Arizona as we record this. It is 35-3. to at halftime of Denver, Arizona. So uh, okay, so we're almost as good as Denver. Is what we're almost saying. as good as Denver, who is two and four. Um, they have the jet. <laughs> they have the Jets on Sunday. I think that's probably going to be a win. Um, Three fifths uh-huh. of the Jets secondary is out, so that's that's bad. Um, there we go. And then they have the rematch against New Orleans the week after that. So in that'll be fun, maybe. So yes, I think they maybe turned the corner. I still don't trust Mike Zimmer's defense because the as as the GM of the Wild, he has also proven to be kind of you know stubborn in his beliefs that he doesn't need to do anything except you know glare, and we'll see how that goes. Um, but Rick Spielman's quarterback is carrying him right now and he might continue to do so so yeah being red ass is not a strategy 
I yeah, I'm, all, I'm only saying this because Chicken Fingers quit listening at the one minute mark when he heard that we were going to talk about the Timberwolves. So, That's true. We are. I, I know we're, we're in a safe no space right thing now. In the world. Exactly. Yeah. So he has he has thrown his uh, Motorola into a hold the holding pond where he's working, and uh, we don't have to worry about any comeuppance. So no, uh, no you're fine. Yeah, but I think. Um, I think they're going to be watchable at least for the next six weeks. So that's the bonus clock for the year has been pretty haywire, though, right? It was oh, it's been down. weird as hell. I mean, the Buffalo game obviously was just—I mean, that was the Dave Marthaler special where everything bad happens, and it's like you see, see, see. I told you that would happen. That type of game, and then oh, they turn they, and then they basically played the Rams straight up at Los Angeles, um, mm-hmm. and then they beat Philadelphia and beat a really bad team at home. So I think a sense of normalcy has returned. I think they will win this week. I am pretty sure they will beat New Orleans at home, and then they will be, at that point, 5-2-1. and one. And um, then things look interesting, and it makes winter better. And that's my take on the Vikings. It's pretty good. Jonathan, mm-hmm. are you going to give Rick... When are, you, when are you scheduling your press conference to give Rick credit for choosing the right QB last offseason? Are you a an Rick person right now? Press conference. You've we talked about the, the right, Timberwolves and you lost your mind. Choosing the right quarterback press conference is what we're talking about here. When would when will that be? I just want to make sure my calendar is clear. I'm I'd still rooting. I'm still rooting for the Vikings to end up with like five ties. It could happen. It could happen, but they feel they're a little bit more of a high pro, high scoring. Well, the whole NFL seems to be more high scoring, so that makes it less likely. Question mark. You know, those of us who are college football fans always knew. That there's always one weird game uh, uh, every week. And it happens after everyone has gone to bed in what's called the Pac-12 After Dark game. Because they start a game <laughs> that starts at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. It's it's even late if you're on the West Coast. But if you're not on the West Coast, as most of the country is not, it's up. It's it happens way too late for anybody to pay attention. And in every one of those games, something absurd and unintentional happens. Like... Oh, the field has been taken over by ghosts, and Stanford and Oregon are being delayed because there's a ghost delay. The ghosts have (laughs) stolen the souls of half of Section 203, and they've left the field, and now we can continue. Something like that happens every single week, and that's what the NFL has become. It's just like the Pac-12 after dark game. Oh, Tom Brady scored a touchdown because a guy stopped tackling him because he didn't want to tackle him because he'd get a penalty. That's Pac-12 after dark kind of stuff right there. I'm not sure how I feel about the NFL going going with the weirdest form of football that we had previously. You're not sure. You think you may have liked the other NFL better. No, that's true. Well, back 12 after dark. What the heck? Yeah, I feel like... I, yeah, I obviously the Brady thing, I saw that happen. That was goofy. He shouldn't have done that. It was just weird. Um, but overall, I think the NFL has gotten a lot better, which I hate to say because I think Roger Goodell is a 
real jackass, but maybe they're not completely evil. I, I'm sorry. I know that we're not really into no, like come on. trying to think of the other side. Um, graciousness, that's not really our strong suit. Should I strike all this from the record? Uh, yes, please. Okay, we're not at we're not recording yet, yet anyway. So okay, that sounds good. And well, when we do it live, I won't say that maybe the ghouls running the NFL have made some good choices. I won't say that. You know what? I am hoping like these rule changes that everybody thought were absurd are kind of working. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that leads to more rule changes. I'm looking forward to the rule change era of the NFL. You are speaking my language, my friend. Nothing better. Rule changes. Right. Hell yeah. I don't know what they should be, but two footballs. I'm going to tell you what I think the first one should be. Not because uh-huh. it makes things safer, but just because I enjoy it. I think the first thing that should be allowed is if there's a fumble, you should be allowed to kick it. Right now, you can't kick a fumble. It's illegal kicking. It's a penalty. I think that if the ball's out, I want a defensive tackle to just absolutely boot the crap out of the ball. And then I want yeah. everybody on both teams chasing it in a pack of 22 people. Because that would be amazing. God, you can't do that, huh? Let's just start with the small things. That seems like just a pretty simple one. I, I see no downside. A merry chase across the field as both teams try to hack at the ball like a terrible <laughs> seven-year-old soccer game. All right. I, I see your idea, and I will offer another idea. New helmets. They all have to wear the Wayne Gretzky Jofa helmets. <laughs> like they all have to get game used Wayne Gretzky helmets from the 1980s. John, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. If what it says think? Jofa across the top, it's allowed. Yep. Well, then you basically are going to put a piece of white tape over it with your last name in front, so everyone or your first name, so everyone knows what your name is. Like youth hockey. <laughs> Can you have a nickname, or does it have to be your first name? Uh, nicknames are fine. Can it? Can you have single name people like Brazilian soccer stars? Please, more okay. even. Yeah, this sounds right. great, and it also should lead to somebody wearing "He Hate Me" on their helmet, which I fully support. Totally. All right, we're getting off the rails. Stu, I have another question for you. That's what I'm here for. Uh, how will the Vikings break our heart this year? Well, let's see. I just predicted they win the next two games, so they will go zero and two in the next two games. So that'll be uh, okay, then they'll be okay. then, then they'll be three, four, and one. So um, yeah, that'll be what happens there. Um, as far as how they'll break their heart, they've already lost their really good rookie cornerback to AC to an ACL tear. So injuries, my bro, by I, the way, yeah, your bro. I think um, injuries. I think it'll be injuries. They'll just become too beat up to compete. Because they got super right. luck, they got great injury luck last year until the very end of the season. So I can't imagine it holding out two years in a row. It's already sort of gone south. So yeah, that'll be they'll break our hearts via the traditional NFL way, in that they just get brutalized by a brutal game and can't compete with the healthier teams that are still good. I have another analogy I'd like to propose. Go Do you want it. to hear it? Uh, sure. So the, I'm not going anywhere. The boner clock for the Vikings, it's been all over the place, right? It's midnight, mm-hmm. it's 6, it's 9.30, it's 7.30, it's 11. This is like if you went to a porn site and you just set it on shuffle. Like, surprise me. 
That yeah. seems like a really bad idea, Brandon. <laughs> I, I don't think you should do that, Brandon. It's a pretty direct analogy. It's, li- it's literally about boners. Yeah, so. <laughs> but I, I, I really advise against doing that, Brandon. I can't, I cannot stress I don't know that enough. A... <laughs> don't do that. I can't imagine that's a thing, but it would be very funny if that was a, an option. <laughs> Surprise me. No, oh, don't. Oh, God, just, the risk. Yeah, that's... that's Some crazy that's people the, I, out there, I, man. Really? No, don't, oh. don't do that. Don't, don't do that. All right. I'll strike. I won't. I won't put that on the actual edit either. I'll strike yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, we'll strike. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> the uh, thirty-one twenty-eight mark. Yeah, get rid of that part. <laughs> Alrighty, John, you want to hear the next question? Go for it. Okay, this question is about Gopher football. Are they going to set a school record for moral victories this season? Um. <sighs> It's. It depends on whether you rate their actual victories as moral victories as well. Because hmm. they have Open. such a. They they've played almost all of their moral victory games already. Like when you play Illinois at football, anything other than a victory is not a moral victory. Unless everybody on your team gets hurt and you have to put a flag football team in there, which. Mm-hmm. To be fair, if you get the best flag football team at the University of Minnesota, they should be able to stay within a couple touchdowns of Illinois. Stay so, within a couple touchdowns. Okay. So they, they've got a lot of sort of garbage games coming up that they nothing nothing except a victory will count as a moral victory. So I'm going to say no. But did the Ohio the State one count as a, as a moral victory? During the Jim Wacker era, I don't know if you remember this, but they had no fewer than seven moral victories in every one of those years because Jim (laughs) Wacker was the most irrepressible, good-natured optimist in the history of college football. It's safe to say he's the folksiest coach of all time. (laughs) Well, that is is a pretty big group to pick from on your ballot. But but no, John John is correct. Wacker was one of a kind. I mean, he could have, like, had a horrible chainsaw accident and it would have been like ah, ah geez-o, be-so, there went my leg oh man I'm going to be hopping hopping around the sideline all weekend, it's going to be great let's go think about how strong this left leg's going to be now Oh, the we're going to call a big punt on the five my femoral artery is shooting blood into my eye, it's awesome sorry only instead of more of a southern lilt than my weird nasally right. upper Midwest exaggeration. So saves me the cost of Visine. <laughs> they'd go That's out really good. every week. They'd go out and they'd lose fifty-six to three to Penn State, and he'd come on his coach's show the next week and be like, "Dadgum, those boys tried hard, and we held them to two touchdowns in the second half." I really thought that was a great improvement. And you're like, "Wow, this is some nonsense." <laughs> And also, we are morally obligated to point out his wife's name was Lil. <laughs> Lil Wacker. Is, is, that, is that actually true? Yeah, her, her name was Lil. Lil Wacker. Boy, I, don't, I do not remember that. Oh, man. That's, the only, that's funny, because it's the only thing I do remember it's about Jim Wacker. Literally the so only thing you remember. You and I combined actually know all of the Jim Wacker facts. Right. All I remember is one million games against Purdue in which the final score was 73-70. to 70. 
Oh, Jesus. But how do you feel about legitimately this uh, QB? Word on the street is he's not too bad. Zach Anikstad? Yeah. Oh, I'm already on record is he made one good play against Fresno State earlier this year, and I was like, yep, I'm going to ride or die for Zach Anikstad. Okay, so you're still, you're, he's yep. still your guy. Yep. They really... We, we talk about injuries destroying the Viking season, but their season really has been destroyed by injuries. Everybody's gotten hurt. Starting running back, all their starting defensive backs, most pretty much every position where they've had something good going, that player has immediately gotten hurt. Like, okay. against Fresno State, at the end of the game, Antoine Winfield Jr. made one of the most amazing plays I've ever seen at a gopher football game where he You're somehow right. went from nowhere near a receiver to intercepting a pass while facing away from the quarterback and somehow falling backwards, but yet still getting a foot inbounds, even though no other part of him landed inbounds and it was physically impossible to get a foot down, but he did anyway, right after that, the next week he got hurt for the season. Oh man, that was just an incredible play. And he's, what is it? ACL or something? Yeah. Something like that. So, if they get all the medical red shirts they might be eligible for, they might have 152 guys on the roster next year. Yeah. I wonder what year it's going to be when we start doing like preemptive ACL. Like when you're 15, you just go get two new ACLs. That's just part of the process. Weren't people, am I remembering wrong, or weren't people kind of worried about that with Tommy John surgery somehow? They were, yeah. Because they're like, you know, when you recover from this, you're fine. So you might as well, when you're 17 years old, you know, just take your junior year off of high school, get a whole new UCL put in. We got a bunch of cadaver UCLs just sitting over here. We might as well use them. Yeah. Did that Maybe. ever actually happen? I'm not sure. I'm, I mostly like to just worry about the future and not actually care if it ever comes true or not. I just like to bitch and moan about things. That's gonna, how I like to do it. <laughs> if you like to read about the future and worry about the future, I'm going to tell you right now, never ever read an article about artificial intelligence because you will probably go and kill yourself right after reading it. <laughs> oh, my God. What specific uh, thing about it, the fact that they're just going to take over and kill us all? Well, pretty much, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to seem like it might happen soon, and then it's going to happen quick, and then we're all going to die. So what's going to happen? Like there will be some robots, some some crazy terrorist hacker will just will just reprogram and hack into all the different AI robots and give them guns and they just shoot everything because the one evil hacker is like written in code into these robots that are super powerful. Or do you no, think they're going to get sentient? It's going to be like there. We're finally going to figure out how to design artificial intelligence that's smart like a human not just smart at one thing and then pretty quickly that artificial intelligence is going to figure out how to make itself even smarter and then about three seconds after that it's going to conclude that the worst part of the planet is humans and it's going to kill us all and then start working on making the planet livable you spot know, I actually lie. think the uh, robot the lie in there, in by the way. I, uh, I, I, can't, I can't dispute the conclusion there. That's uh I think if, if that's our last job, memory, we, <laughs> if that's the last thing we remember, we would probably all just be like, yeah. Yeah, you got us. We yeah, were bad uh, for this place. Yeah, we're, we we're bad. We're, the other we're, thing we're, I can we're see happening good. is 
<laughs> Google's going to invent a self-driving car, and it's going to get in a bunch of accidents with with pedestrians. And eventually, the cars are going to start realizing that pedestrians are the real problem. And so they're going to just eliminate all the pedestrians and then just keep driving around. Oh, wow. That's that's a... You had me, and then you lost me. Yeah, I like the first one. I'm all about the... Um, automatic driving whatever that's called i'm down for it i want it i want an asap right i'm so ready to be done with road rage and drunk driving and old people and people on their texting and driving and just being worried about all that shit i'm i'm down for the robot cars everything else you're right we will die by the robot's hand but you know a couple easy breezy car rides until we get there i'm i'm cool with it i got a lot of tweeting to do baby I don't want to spend any time driving. So, John, let me get back to your uh, your very uh, smart, important uh, point here about the robots killing us all. Um, do you think that they're going to eradicate just all the human beings? I mean, they'll leave like dogs, right? No, I think they'll kill everything. Jeez. Dogs seem like a net mean. positive. That's mean. What the fuck, man? Dogs have never been bad. I think dogs it's over their life as we know it. Burning fossil fuels and not letting gay people be married. They're good people. Well, not Dogs? people. They're good. <laughs> they are good people. Yeah, they're good. I think the robots will keep them. They'll probably get rid of cats. They don't do much. But Yeah, probably cat. Yeah, they, yeah I'm hit or miss on the cats. They can, you know. But yeah, I got to say. Do- leave the dogs. There have been a Leave lot of podcasts to cover this topic, and I can say unequivocally that this is the worst of this uh, of the discussion <laughs> so far. Let's, let's just let. But I just want to be clear: humans should go first, right? Hundred yes, percent, absolutely. After that, yeah. I'm you know I'm fine with any other decision. I just would I would ask. I'm sure they're all going to listen to this. The robots just keep the dogs around just for a little bit to see what it's like. I think they'll. They're such good boys. They they're, they're such good boys. Good boys. Good puppers. Give him a treat. Just uh, give him a treat. Come on. Just come on. Just give him a treat. The come best on. thing humans did was domesticated dogs. That's all we ever gave to this planet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that scans. Right. Um last question on go for football, Jonathan. Is Tyler Johnson an absolute stud or is it just whenever I watch him he looks like he's like an NFLer? No, he's good. Uh he he sort of went through a weird thing earlier this year where he dropped every fourth pass that was thrown to him. I don't know what happened there, but he's definitely good. Last year, by the end of the year, it was very clear that he was the only guy who'd ever played receiver on a football team before. I don't know who else they were running out of wide receiver and tight end, but all of them looked like they'd never played football before that day. So I, I think I'll always have a, a fondness for Tyler Johnson based on last year when no one on the team could throw a forward pass in the direction they were aiming. And even if they had 95% of the players that on the team that were assigned to catch that forward pass would drop it if it got there. And then there was Tyler Johnson just trying to survive. Right. Yeah. I do okay. like so that. Not... We went from, go- we went from Gophers football to the destruction of mankind right back into Gophers football. That was yep seamlessly with no change in tone. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> the same sort of like you know blank dread was right there, and that I think is the perfect 
the perfect transition. It's true. We're nothing if not unpredictable. Okay. Um, well, I have another question. Let me please look it up one second. Um, oh, <clears throat> this is for uh, Mr. Puck, Stu. Yeah, I'm here. How happy were you earlier this week when your purds exposed the Minnesota Wild as absolute frauds? Um, clown frauds. Uh, yeah, I uh, obviously I've, I'm, I'm all in on my purds. They are the number one team in the Western Conference. Ask John. That is true. Um, John, is that, that is true? true. That, I'm that's, pretty sure that's, that's true. true. That's a true statement. That is they're a true the statement. Um, they're the best team in the West. Uh, the Wild. Uh, under GM Mike Zimmer, have changed nothing and are reaping what they've sown. And it's fair to ask if uh, this season is lost almost before it's begun. Um, and I, I guess I just put it to John, um, who also who knows almost as much about hockey as me, and I respect him as a peer. Um, have you pretty much thrown in the towel already on the wild, John? They are... They're not good. They're not. The problem is they're not bad either. Oh, it feels like okay. it oh, feels like boy. every game this season they're going to Fence either center. lose. They're, they're going to lose oh. by one goal or they're going to win by one goal, which would sound exciting. Except it's just going to be a slog. They're going to win thirty, and they're going to lose thirty in regulation and thirty in overtime. And I realize those don't add up, but don't add but up. But neither, neither, nor, nor do hockey points, so it doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to be in the playoff race until about March 15th. And they're going to they're, they're gonna be far enough back that you don't think they have a chance, but close enough that you think maybe they do have a chance. And it's just going to be a slog. It's going to be a lot of work this year to watch the Minnesota Wild. Well, you annoying. only have 10 months left of it, so... It's annoying because there's so many, like, good, exciting, fun-to-watch young teams around. Like, they're, they're legitimately fun to watch, and then it's just... It, it's like you, you turn on the popular music station, but then when you get to where you're going, it's just nothing but funeral dirges played on an out-of-tune pipe organ, and everything is in a minor key. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Jesus. 
Sounds awful. That's the wild. That's the wild compared to like the Maple Leafs right now, or the Lightning. And the 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 best part, I guess, is that there are so many bigger tire fires in the NHL. Detroit may oh. not win a game this season. Um, okay, Ottawa, Ottawa is. They're doing fine so far, but they're determined to trade away anybody who does well until there's nothing left. It's a very it's a very major league kind of situation. Really? Are they um, tanking or just Yeah, I mean incompetent? <laughs> there there's a lot of evil and there's a lot of just general tanking going on. Like our good friend Rocket is a Carolina Hurricanes fan. He has an exciting young team to watch. It seems like everybody has either an exciting young team or a tanking team, except for the Wild, who are just muddling through. Hmm. Well, I think, uh, Stu, is there still room aboard the the Purds bandwagon? It is the most welcoming bandwagon in the NHL, and I welcome you to it. Something to think about, John. I think that might actually be true. I think the Predators might be the most welcoming fan base in the entire NHL. They've got like a giant, you know, scene on like like what whatever this main drag in Nashville is called. Let's call Broadway. it Main Street. Let's call it Main Street or Broadway. It oh, doesn't sorry. matter. It doesn't let's matter. Call it, you can be you can let's be right call or wrong. It Opry Avenue, Opera, <laughs> Grand Old Street. Um, but yeah, it's they're they're a fun team to watch. I I. I have watched um, more Purds games this year than I have watched Timberwolves games by a count of one to nothing. One and zero, yep. One zero, and that may very well be the final tally. But the important part is my <laughs> Purds are the best team in the West, and um, the Wild are chumps. And I don't see that changing this year. But they're old chumps. They're old chumps, and you feel bad for them. But they really, then, they really are the a team of dads. They're they just are. the dad team in the hockey world. They're old. They're a little too heavy. They're a little too slow. They're crafty, but they get tired easily. You're trying they, to make them lovable. Is this? Yeah, uh, they, is, should this no, be working on me? Their doctors have them watching their sodium intake. It's not like, you know, the team of young dads that everybody's having their first kid. This is, everybody in the wild is having, like, their third and fourth kids. Oh, no. Like, Miko Koivu missed the game the other night because his wife was in labor with their third. And there was a story somewhere that mentioned that the wild are pretty sure that they must have the most kids of any team in the NHL. And it was, like, 45 kids between the team. Jesus. Like the average number of kids on this team is two and a half. That's well, how old everybody is. It's not like the Maple Leafs, everybody on their team is 19 years old. The Wild, everybody on the team is 32 years old and is married with three children. Did like did the, rhythm, did the Rhythm Method sponsor the team last year? <laughs> <laughs> what the shit, Minnesota man? Wild, brought to you by... <laughs> The Catholic Church. <laughs> Minnesota Wild. We love to fuck. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. My mom listens to this, and I apologize, Monica. That was awful. I apologize. That same oh, story she mentioned. Has, she had to check out so long ago. <laughs> Actually, no. If I remember right, don't I think they have the 
the wild, according to uh, Borat Voice, my wife has eight of the players' wives have are currently pregnant right now. That's it's unbelievable. That's I mean we that this is of course the problem with not having chicken fingers here because he would have a really well crafted and filthy getting one past the goalie joke here that would be both very hockey cognizant and play oh, into our knowledge yeah. of the of the reproductive process but he's not yeah, here that, we could that, get that halfway stinks. there but it'd be clunky he, his yeah there's no way i couldn't do it he could he could do it like he could snap his goddamn fingers and come up with the best joke for this circumstance and i just i can't do it and i know and john is too nice and brandon just doesn't give a shit about hockey so it can't be done yeah. with the three of us it needs chicken fingers I'm, so mentally i'm all out of energy because of all my analogies <laughs> I'm gonna do <laughs> this I'm thing do is like that thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's I'm gonna see do my best. Is. I'm gonna do my best here to make a chicken finger style joke about eight wild wives or fiancés being pregnant right now. Okay. And it's not gonna be as dirty, but it's gonna mention the North Stars. So okay. that's the best I can do. All right, here we go. Eight wives or fiancés of wild players are pregnant right now. Which is a departure from the old days of the North Stars, in which eight mistresses of Dino Cicerelli were pregnant at the same time. Oh shit! That's good. That's good. Except That's good. chicken would have chicken would have had them all in a profession. It would have been like secretaries on American Boulevard in Bloomington or something <laughs> like that. He he would have. He would have found he would have found that ex he would have gone that extra mile and that's why we love <laughs> something about like all the sensors barbacks would have been right enters. exactly he would have had it he would have had it right he would have had the meter and the scansion right yeah god damn it I miss him yeah so good I guess as long as he didn't listen to like uh, minutes ten through twenty five of this that's fine uh, yeah yeah yep. Uh, well, boys, I'm out of questions. Uh, yeah, that's, I think we're out of that's sports. That's probably for the best. Uh, is there any dad shit you want to work through, Brandon, or are you okay right now? No. No, I'm I'm doing okay. I, I, I do have a question for you. I've kind of been running through through my head a little bit. I was talking to my boss the other day, and uh, we were talking about... Um, you know, this is a this is a truism for any sort of corporate setting or any job really is any sort of decision that gets made by upper management, people are going to have a problem with it, right? Good, bad, there's a change and, you know. And when she was telling me this, all I, I kept hearing in my head was our old friend Chicken Fingers and his favorite saying which was bitches be talking. And it's and it just kept I I almost blurted it out cuz it was what was in my head and then what actually came out of what actually came out was chickens be clucking. <laughs> and I've been thinking about it ever since. <laughs> like, uh, should I feel bad about saying that? Is that a, is that like a, like accidentally sexist thing to say? Is that like I a don't, lady? No, that's not, that is not sexist. That's no. fine, right? No, chickens okay. be clucking. That's, that's, uh, that is non-binary at best. Or okay. at worst, I should say. Yeah, you're fine. Because obviously, women be shopping. That's I think that's universal enough to have been funny, but it didn't make any sense in in the context. So all I kept no. hearing in my head was, "Oh man, if Chicken was here, he would just say 
bitches, <laughs> which he means bitches again, not like in terms of female. Not in, not in a no, not in a gendered way. That's uh, very not in a gendered way. Out there, yeah. So I said it, and then I was like, "Oh boy," and then I just that was like kind of the end of our conversation. And she's like, "Yeah, okay, that's okay, a, okay, <laughs> wow." That's a thing you just said to me. Yeah, uh, pick that up. Did you yeah, pick that up of... at pennies, you weirdo? That's I think what <laughs> <laughs> the fuck goes on in Dallas, you weirdo. <laughs> you know, and it was like a bonding thing. Well, you know how it be. Yeah. Chickens be clucking. <laughs> it do be like, like that, Brandon. It do be like that. <laughs> it do be like that. Anyway, that's been on my mind for a better part of a day. Yeah, that welcome it to be. welcome to being a neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Otherwise, besides that, uh, besides that gaff, everything's everything's okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Gaff at worst. You're fine. Um, okay. Okay. Good. Um, the uh, United have their last game of the season on Sunday, and it sounds like there's going to be like fifty six thousand people at TCF. John, is that correct? Let's John? be honest with ourselves here, Stu. They're going to announce what they announce. They're going to announce 54, 57, 104,000. We all know that there's going to be 22,000 people in the stadium because it's going to be cold and United's terrible. But they're going to announce what they're going to announce because that's the important part of this. Announcing how many people are at a game has no basis in reality. It never has in any sport. Certainly not when they're overtly trying to break uh, non-existent record. And so they're going to announce 52,000, even if they have to count every one of the players' shoes and all the soccer balls in the stadium as people. And they're just going to announce what they're going to announce. But there's going to be a lot of people there. The whole stadium's going to be open. I think they probably will have more than a normal Minnesota United game. And, as it turns out, Stu is going to buy me a free beer. This is true. Um, if you go to Surly Brewing starting at 11 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, you can get a free beer on Surly at our pre-match party, the last TCF Bank Stadium pre-match party, um, from 11 o'clock until 4 o'clock. Have a beer on free us. Free beer, you say? Surly Brewing. Just one, but still, it's a free beer. So, Hey, that's better than zero. Yeah, we're uh, throwing open um, Festival Field for it because we know there's going to be more people than normal, so... Even with John's denigration of the um, amount of people who will actually be there, we still expect there to be a lot of people. So we're opening up um, both the beer garden and festival field. You can get your free beer festival field. Um, I might be there. I don't know if I will be there, but I might be there, and I will give you a beer if I see you. Stu, if if you are there, can I get you to personally hand me the beer? Yes, absolutely. Will you be behind the bar? Um, I think it'll be, um, like I said, it'll be in the back 40, I think, is we're going to do the free beer, because it's, again, a lot of people, so, um, yeah, uh, if you, um, are there, I, I will give you a free beer, I will give, uh, Lisa a free beer, Quinn is not old enough, Dave is too angry, but you and Lisa can get beer. All right, thank goodness. Wow, a premeditated cutoff of Dave. I, it's, I again. That. Boy, because there's a really good chance the, the Vikings game might be going south <laughs> at that time. And the Gophers might have given Nebraska their first win on Saturday. And the Timberwolves will be 0-2 and the Wild will still be fucking things up. And that's yeah. not good. That's that's not Dave time. 
That is definitely not Dave time. So yeah, yeah I got. I got. Sorry, we yeah. did get through Gopher football without mentioning that this week they are playing a Nebraska team that's zero and six, and yet they're still an underdog. <laughs> that's oh, true. that's hard Jesus. to do. That's hard to do. They're an underdog against a winless team. I also saw. I know you mentioned Pac twelve like an hour and a half ago. Um, UCLA is terrible, right? When did yes, this they happen? They and they have like garbage. a and they have ten million boy, dollar a year coach. Your buddy uh, Chip Kelly, my guy, my guy Chip Kelly, who was he was just essentially just like a genius with Oregon, I thought, mm-hmm. and now he's worthless. Is this is this true? It Did sure looks talk like on it. the podcast about Chip Kelly making UCL UCLA players like run sprints during games because they were yeah. losing. Yeah, yes. during games, calisthenics, incredible story. UCLA football has been getting a lot of sportive coverage. More Some than may normal. say too much. Yeah. Meh. Well, we give the people what they want. Yeah. Also, people love about talking UCLA about Bruins. UCLA football. Can, uh, can we? Can yeah, we do? Uh, um, the guys who do this for a living are ripping us off. Uh, little section here. Absolutely. Um, oh God. K fan has a new podcast. What's that it's podcast called? called? It, it's called Fan Dads. Oh hmm. come on. Hmm? Are we on it? Is that our podcast? Is this <laughs> no, fan it, Is it's this pod- you telling us that we have a full time new podcasting? Uh, I, cl- for that. I do not believe clear- iHeartRadio has not reached out to any of us about uh, doing a uh, podcast from a sports background about by dads for dads. Um, but there huh. sure is one from KFan now, huh? Huh? Wow! But all over our me, corner. You're telling huh. me that we're not the sports dads. Or what were they called? The fan dads. The fan we're dads. Yeah. There'd be any more dad Minnesota sports podcast than us. How could you get more dad? I don't. We get literally it. all we do is kids. fucking complain for an hour and twenty minutes. That's all we do. <laughs> we invented the term pre furious. We get angry about shit that hasn't even happened and might not happen at all, and we're fucking mad about it. There's nothing more dad than that. That's the most it's, dad. We might Just, as well be wearing black socks and sandals and unkinking hoses while we're doing it, which actually right. Stu does most of the time. This is true. Is John wow. Bonus one of the sports dads? Um, I did not look at the roster, and I would assume it's like just the your. I don't fucking. I I don't know. It can't be Bonus. No. If it was Bonus, he would have like let us know probably. The nice thing about it is we're so used to all of our shit being ripped off. The disrespect. Over and over and over. It's the disrespect. Yeah. Only a thousand people listen to our podcast, but guess what? All a thousand of them start their own podcast. We're, we're, we are the, <laughs> the, the freaking velvet underground of local sports podcasting, and I appreciate that. Goddamn right. I think that's our motto, isn't it? Yeah, it is now. Yeah. Round of sports podcast. I'm writing that nope. down. No reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, <laughs> I think this is the point where we got to tell K-Fan, you can imitate us, but we'll still be as unpopular as we always were, no matter what you do. That's Go a ahead. corner that they couldn't be on if they tried. There That's is right. no way they can torpedo their own popularity and potential the way we fucking do it. Right. Now, that is copyrighted. 
Are the fan dads so we'll also not going to try to do a good podcast? Cause... Or like just not do one for weeks on end right. or not prepare or like forget to record one person's audio. Or how about that one thing? We never even talked about it. How brilliant was that one time I just put in, I put up the weeks before his podcast and pretended <laughs> we had a new one. How fucking right. great was that? It was awesome. We it was really like, awesome. And, like, we got one complaint three hours later. Now, that's how you know <laughs> you're super popular. It's, right. like, later in the day, someone's like, oh, shit, you didn't, that's the wrong one. Oh, all right, well, we'll get to it later. There's nothing more dead than that, K-Fan, so go ahead and try. <laughs> go ahead and use all your fancy equipment, your fancy studios to produce a good podcast. We're going to be out here in the garage with our socks and sandals on, Screwing up technology like real dads. That's how you dad. That's how you dad. That's how we dad. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I. Well, good to know. I I put um, four things um, that did not work in. uh, Pardon me. Uh, Three things that did not work. One thing that still did on my curb on Wednesday Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Two lawnmowers. Two lawnmowers that didn't work. An air conditioner that still sort of worked. And a vacuum cleaner that didn't work. By Thursday afternoon, they were all gone. I just put free a free sign in front of them. It was the pro-dad move of all pro-dad moves because I didn't want to pay to get rid of them. And mm-hmm. I think I clearly had no, I have no ability to fix anything. So um, I just put them on the curb with a free sign. They were gone in 24 hours. Stu, oh, do, you want it? do you want me to raise you in the dad game? I'm genuinely yes. angry right now that you didn't give the lawnmowers to me so that I could have the shed full of non-working technology that I swear I'm going to get around to fixing. How, John, how, how is the tailgate game thing going right now? Oh, God. Is it, it's unattached, right? It is no longer attached I'll, to the blue truck. I'll give you an update. The tailgate is back on the truck. It has three fewer bolts than when I started. Um... <laughs> I also discovered that there were two other things wrong with it while fixing it. Um, And the newest update is I started replacing the windshield wiper motor. And I ran out of time because I have to write a soccer column. And so right now the truck has no windshield wipers on it. If you think that's going to stop me from driving it, you're very wrong. No, it's not going to rain. What are the odds it's going to rain? Come on. 100%. 100%. What, what are, are the, the odds, odds that I'm going to be driving around with my head out the window? Also 100%. Oh, yeah. Take beat that, K-Fan. Uh, yeah, beat that, fan dads. Um, oh, God. Can I do a quick shout-out to a sportive listener? Yeah, over here? Um Listener Dave. Okay, actually, I'll do two shout-outs. Uh, both named Dave. Uh, Dave from St. Cloud uh, has an incredible Halloween light display up at his house. It's off just off of Washington Memorial Drive in St. Cloud. So good job, Dave. Those are awesome. I just uh, snuck past there on the way home tonight. And um, other Dave um, gave a sample, uh, a, a swatch of carpet from the Thunderbird Motel to the whole Steady's Craig Finn, who had a song lyric about the Thunderbird Motel. Um, at Surly on Saturday, and it's the most amazing thing that I have seen in quite a while because he actually 
went into the abandoned Thunderbird Motel with his kid, found a box cutter laying on the floor, cut out a swatch of carpet, and brought it home with him because he met his wife at a Hold Steady concert. And then he gave it to the Hold Steady's lead singer this Saturday at my work. And um, they are both uh, listeners to the show. And I just wanted to thank both of them for listening and for just being awesome dudes. There. Wow. I mean, American hero, right? Both. Just incredible. The effort. Yeah. Uh, that's the thoughtfulness. Thinking ahead, planning, all the stuff that we don't do as human beings that you did, sir. And Absolute hero. Then the Incredible. lack of planning to break into the Thunderbird Motel with no clear plan of what to do, and also taking a minor along for the and ride. having a kid with you. Whoops! That, that's oh, li- dropped you off. Uh, that's that is keeping in the spirit of the Thunderbird Motel, which is bringing a minor in with no plan of forethought. So I think yep. that's uh, <laughs> I uh, I think the Minnesota Kicks had that one covered quite a while ago, but we can't uh, we can't talk about that. That was the subhead, I believe, under Thunderbird Motel. We have no exit strategy. Yeah. <laughs> and I really am sorry about that Ulf Dahlen joke earlier this week, John. That was inappropriate, <laughs> and I apologize. Oh, that was... That was that was wholly inappropriate, even for Twitter. Oh, I, even, I think even that Chicken Fingers was like, God damn, did you really do that? Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> Irv uh, I was very jealous. Irv would not make that joke. The whole steady show amazing, though. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was everything you could ask from a whole steady show. And I know they're yeah, an acquired taste, and I know the I know the millennials don't care for them. But man, they were great. They came on to Boss Gags' Lido Shuffle, which is the most KQRS song that is not Baker Street. And so clearly yeah. they're from they're from here, and it was just it was great. Uh, their Wait. second song was the swish. Back and up. That's all you need. Back up yeah. for a second. Millennials don't like the Hold Steady. I thought I, I thought the Hold Steady was literally the most popular rock band there was. Um, well, well uh, I'm saying no one likes any rock music at all. But yeah, yeah, no exactly. one under thirty five yeah. cares gives a shit about rock music anymore. Oh. Isn't that weird, John? Yeah. Rock music is just dead. There like just isn't like, any rock bands anymore. There aren't rock bands anymore. No, I mean. No, they if there are they play at maybe at first Ave. I mean, you've yeah. got the Foo Fighters and maybe the Black Keys. They might even not yeah. even be together anymore. I don't think. It's hard to say. There aren't I any think, rock um, bands. Yeah, unless you're a SoundCloud rapper, nobody gives a shit. Really? SoundCloud rapping and Rihanna and Beyonce yeah. and the Biebs. That's kind of it. And that's I not necessarily. That's not. Yeah, that's not necessarily a a value judgment. It's just that's. It's sort of gone the way of like swing dancing and you know, huh. um, not racism. Crystal Man. Pepsi, you know, stuff that used to be cool and now isn't. Yeah, not racist. <laughs> Thank you. That was a, yeah. I, li- I liked the delayed reaction, Broxy laugh. It's always a good. That one. was very good. Yeah, yeah, I did like that a lot. Uh, I was tr- I was so deep in thought, but again, my mental energy is all sapped because of the analogies. But I was trying to think of something else that was as funny as not racism, and I couldn't top it, <laughs> which is sad. But well, you, the you one won. thing I know is that chickens be clucking. Chickens, chickens be, be clucking. clucking. You know how it be, <laughs> and just pure dread on my face, like oh fuck, oh, oh my god, oh, what boy. did I just say? <laughs> 
Oh, no. That's not good. Uh, but yeah, I'm very jealous about the Hold Steady. And I do think they are an acquired taste. I agree with you on that. But I felt like I kind of liked them. And then I saw them live. And then I was like, oh, yeah, these guys. Yeah. Whale. Yeah. It They're was. Great. Yeah. They were so. That yeah, always they, helps. They, they own the field of four to 5,000 drunk weirdos that were there. And it was just, it was great. It was fantastic. I obviously am biased, but it was great. Yeah, and good bar band music, so it's perfect exactly. for like that. Yeah. All right, any parting shots? I got to go find out if you guys are telling the truth about rock music. Yeah, report back. I think it's yeah, dead. let us know. Two things, it's dead. We'd love to hear if maybe there's been a resurgence that we two dads who love rock and roll have mm-hmm. maybe not heard about. Because way back when I was a kid, everybody thought rock music was dead, but then it came back. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit. It, it might again, but it's not now. Huh? The kids are so hopped up on Molly and pills these days; they can't handle a fucking guitar solo. You nope. know that music was for like when you were just really high or maybe really right. drunk, and now it's like I don't. And they're right, probably about the guitar solo stuff. That's actually probably not very good music. And they got their auto tunes now, and their post Malones, and it's just different. You know, time was, it was good, and now, not so much. I have one final parting question. Is Post Malone a reference to Carl Malone or not? Oh, I would love if that were true. You know what? Let's just just choose to believe it is. But I'll tell you, there is a 0% chance... That little that little seven year old kid who's actually post Malone has even heard no. of Carl Malone. No, let's just like, say that, that that's a that's a play that Jerry Sloan designed to get uh Carl Malone open in the post on an entry pass from John Stockton. Yeah, he's a Mormon from Utah who was really mm-hmm. into hoops and kept remember hearing Jerry Sloan scream to Stockton, Post Malone, Post Malone and now he's made music dedicated mm-hmm. to the artful footwork of Carl Malone. I Let's love the idea of Jerry oh, Sloan screaming at John Stockton to throw the ball to Carl Malone. <laughs> John, look at me. John, I got an idea. John. Hey, I got a great idea. Throw Hold it to Carl. Again. <laughs> to stay on the Utah Jazz tip, uh, John, if you look up a picture of the man who is post Malone, it does look like what would happen if Mark Eaton fucked a Corvette that didn't work. <laughs> 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 he looks 19 and 74 at the exact same time i have no it's idea weird. how it's, he did it. it's amazing it's incredible it really is yeah. he's like a yeah. shitty painting brought to life <laughs> all right that's a good one to end on let's get out of here it probably right. is you guys got kids and stuff so let's uh do this it's 10 o'clock let's uh yep. call it a week and it was great talking to you guys Great talking to you. Okay, I'm pressing stop. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Laters. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 